Okay, so it's um, June the 4th. June the 4th? Yeah, like Colin Firth. No, it's, uh, it's June the 1st. Uh, day 712 of lockdown, and it's an exhausting time to be a human being at the moment. Uh, a week. We are a week removed from the death of George Floyd. A week, uh, sorry, the murder of, of George Floyd. Uh, a week that also saw Tony McDade, a black trans man, be murdered. And within two months of Sean Reed being murdered and Breonna Taylor being murdered. By the police, in all cases. And obviously, uh, nobody needs me, a middle class white woman from Edinburgh, to talk to them about race. Uh, that is not my place. Uh, I have the privilege that I, like the white privilege, that I can switch off from that, although I have been. Uh, yeah, I can switch off from that. And presumably, if you're listening to this, you do too. Uh, so, all I'll say is uh, Black Lives Matter, obviously. All cops are bastards, obviously. Reform is too good, it needs to be complete. Uh, abolition. Um, that's all I'll say. Uh, after this, if you listen to this, please, I don't know. If you can donate if you are to somewhere, anywhere that will help the protests happening, other people affected by these murders, just black communities in general, and I just, you know, read, listen, share black people's voices right now. But yeah. Yeah, like so you don't it's not my you don't need me to nobody nobody needs me to talk about this. <laughs> uh sorry, I was just saying to the every day I was just like going, oh, I've got a couple of key, like go to phrases that I use when things are either overwhelming or absolutely or not overwhelming. Uh as a joke, so like I'll say, what a world or uh uh, or what a world we live in, that's a big one. Uh, or uh, what a time to be alive. Uh, it's a common one, I've been using it for ages and um, I was reminded by my flatmate and also just by my own brain that, that, that there is a song uh, in the movie uh, Anna and the Apocalypse called What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, and I allowed myself to be distracted uh, this weekend. Uh, by uh, listening to the soundtrack, re-listening to the soundtrack of Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, so I think, I guess I, I guess I can talk about that. Yeah, sure, let's do that. So, uh, Anna and the Apocalypse is a film that came out in 2018, uh, based on a, uh, a short, uh, based on a short film. Uh, called Zombie Musical, uh, and I feel really bad, but I can't remember the name of the writer director of that. I think it's Henry Henry McVeigh. That sounds right, but look it up. This is a, it's a really sad story. 
that's the guy who did the um uh the Ryan Gosling won't eat a cereal uh, uh Vine videos. <laughs> he also uh, had written and had directed this uh, short film about um a schoolgirl in Scotland fighting zombies. Which was also a musical. So that the film Man and the Walk-Ups is uh was sadly created and uh, filmed and released after his death uh, from cancer uh, and is dedicated to him uh, but it's uh, to explain what it is it is a zombie it's a teen zombie musical Christmas film it is all of those things it is uh, The Breakfast Club mixed with Shaun of the Dead mixed with like a musical <laughs> uh, mixed with you know it being Christmas and it's absolutely delightful uh, the songs are really fun the characters are great uh, it's really nice and engaging the like the whole concept feels constantly feels like it shouldn't work and then constantly somehow does uh, and I think it's interesting because um, I've almost definitely seen more zombie films than I've seen musicals. I think. Actually, I'm not sure if that's true. Um, <laughs> there are significantly more musicals than there are zombie films. So, uh, yeah, actually, that's probably not true. Like music, I've got I've got a weird relationship with musicals. And uh, that. I, okay, I've only, like, in terms of going to see a musical, the, I, I can only really think of one, like, of a couple of instances. Uh, there was one time when I was at, when I was at high school, we went on a high school trip down to London, uh, and specifically, on the three nights that we were there, we went to see shows in the West End. Uh, we saw The Lion King, which was a spectacle, but then but, but I was already obsessed with the film, uh, and it didn't, it wasn't the film, and I didn't understand why it existed. Uh, the guy who played Scar was terrible, um, which is wild. We go from Jeremy Irons to the worst guy in the cast as a, as a, as a, a strong, strong downward move, a strong downward move. Uh, we also went to see. We also saw uh, Blood Brothers, the Willie Russell musical, which I've since seen as a play uh, done by Mill Drama Society. Uh, but the music in that is catchy. The sort the the show has this whole thing where it's like you see these two kids growing up. I'm gonna explain the plot of Blood Brothers to you, uh, just very briefly. These two kids growing up on opposite sides of the tracks, but they're played by adults the whole time, and that's the kind of like the gimmick. They're, they're very good at it. All the when I saw them, and there's usually a Nolan sister in it. There was when I saw them. I think it was Bernie, uh, but but I believe three of the Nolan sisters have played this part, which is wild. But set in Liverpool, uh, which you know, of course, it is. It's a Willie Russell film. Hey. Uh, I don't know if that's fair. I can't. I think just I'm just going by educating every other. Um, and we used, and we found it 
hilarious me and my friends because the narrator was so over the top I think it's not always as over the top I think it's just the guy that we saw doing it was like two brothers both alike uh, as essentially how he would do it. Uh, how he would do all of his narration and then he would sing uh, and it was just too much for us uh, I enjoyed it but uh, and then the third night we saw Les Miserables uh, and it was kind of great uh, like big rotating stage uh, I think it was Alfie Bo playing Jean Valjean when we saw him when we saw it uh, which is you know like he's a big name but uh, we still found a lot to like poke fun at because you know we were teenagers and teenagers poke fun at everything so like Jean Valjean became known amongst my friend group as the man with the deep voice uh, and also we may or may not have accidentally let out a cheer when Gavroche uh, gets shot on a barricade. Uh, spoilers for Lemus, by the way. Um, it's funny though because since then I've gone, I've become a, a much bigger Lemus fan. Uh, I lived with someone at university who was a huge Lemus rap fan. I would just wake up and he'd be listening to uh, the soundtrack. Uh, usually the 10th anniversary or the 25th anniversary soundtrack. Uh, so I got into those and I, I really am now, I, like I really really enjoy it. Uh, I think my relationship with musicals has been changed so much by uh, Spotify because you can go on and find musicals, like new musicals, like uh, uh, I've listened to the soundtracks, I've listened to the cast recordings, I keep saying soundtracks, cast recordings of uh, Come From Away and Dear Evan Hansen, you know, stuff that hasn't like even toured up here um, and I've really enjoyed those. I've also, uh, me being me, got really into the soundtracks of fucking hell, the, uh, the cast recordings of uh, Heather's The Musical, which I didn't know existed until Riverdale of all things did a musical episode using it uh, and I really enjoy that, that's very very good and also, and perhaps more importantly, uh, uh, mean Girls, the musical, which is great. Uh, I love Mean Girls anyway. Uh, it's one of the one of my favorite films of since the turn of the millennium. Yeah, that's fair. Two thousand four. Yeah, uh, uh, just incredible, incredibly funny, incredibly quotable, like. Wonderful, wonderful film, and the musical is kind of, kind of perfect. Uh, I'm obsessed with uh, the Janice from uh, uh, Barrett Wobbleweed, who is also uh, Veronica in the Heavens the musical uh, cast recording, uh, and she's great. Um, Barrett Wobbleweed is a fantastic name as well. Uh, the song's so good. Uh, Janice has got a song called uh, "I'd Rather Me Me," which uh, she, I saw her perform live on one of the Jimmy shows, Fallon Corden, one of them, uh, and 
I still watch that video regularly and uh, the, that song is on most of my regular playlists I listen to on Spotify. It's interesting because I, I, I feel like if they were cheaper and I lived in London I, or, or heaven forfend New York. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just said heaven forfend. It's the thing I said. Um, <laughs> I would probably go and see a lot more musicals. Um, yeah, obviously, because I, I, I don't have much of an opportunity to do it. Although, the Festival Theatre has musicals on, and so does the Playhouse, but they're just so expensive. So, listen to my cast recordings of Wicked instead of spending £65 to go and see people who are not Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth sing it. Um, Hmm, maybe I'm the reason that the musical industry is dying. No, that's, no, that can't be true. Uh, but, like, so, yeah, I, obviously, the movie musicals are a lot more accessible, and if I'm, I've never... I never considered myself a musical fan, but then, like, I love Moulin Rouge, and it's a musical. It's a jukebox musical, it's, but it's a musical. Uh, my, like, I absolutely loved it. I don't like, uh, I've heard that, I've listened to the cast recording of Moulin Rouge the musical, don't like it as much, because it changes it. Uh, and Moulin Rouge is a flawed film in a lot of ways, but it's also just the style carries it through, and a lot of that is the visual style, which obviously doesn't exist in these cast recordings, so maybe I'm not being fair on it. Uh, just musicals, like musical films that I really like, uh, it's interesting because like, like my, my gran was a big fan of South Pacific so I, I watched that for the first time when I lived with her and it's all good fun and it was also like we'd watch stuff like uh, Annie Get Your Gun it's like, like these old musicals old uh, like I've seen obviously I've seen Singing in the Rain like, they're all really good but I just they're not like I don't, I don't click with them as much as like a lot of older films you know um West Side Story, really fun. I'm just naming musicals that I've seen. But like, uh, then uh, the later we get, the more I'm like, oh, like, I like, in terms of like modern stuff, I loved Hairspray. Uh, it's so good and uh, has such a, uh, an <laughs> a very sort of pertinent message to today. Uh, you know? Um, as a seemingly evergreen message of uh, tackling racial inequality in America through the medium of song and dance. Uh, but obviously, but I think my favourite like, movie musical uh, is and probably has always been and will always be uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I am such a fan of that film. I love the fact it's got Rick Branis as a, a leading man. He's so good in it. Because uh, Rick Branis obviously playing, known for playing sort of quite broad, not bro, playing in broad comedies. Uh, and usually being like a bit of an eight, like in Ghostbusters, he's like the butt of all the jokes, uh, you know. Uh, and honey I shrunk the kids and honey I, we shrunk ourselves and honey I blew up the kid and 
I'm sure there's more of those. <laughs> uh, there's different. I think there's one coming, which is where uh, he's like the, the the nutty professor type character. Not the nutty professor. That's Eddie Murphy, but the uh, <laughs> the mad professor type character, and also just you know uh, a dorky dad. You know, like he he made a career of these things, and he has dorky and uh, leisure performers. Obviously, Seymour is. Like so downtrodden and so just sad, uh, but then you got Alan Green as Audrey. Uh, if you're not familiar with the plot of Little Shop for Horrors, it's very simple. A guy called Seymour who works in a plant shop is in love with a woman called Audrey, who has a uh, an abusive boyfriend who is a dentist, uh, played by Steve Martin, uh, because. The film is incredible. Uh, um, he finds a he finds a plant. Uh, he gets a plant. It's called and it's uh, like a like a Venus flytrap looking thing. And he accidentally feeds it some of his blood. He cuts himself and feeds it some of his blood, and it grows. It then starts to talk and demand more blood, and things escalate wildly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and when I say it talks, it also sings, because of course it does. And that's the thing, the songs in it are so incredible. So like, feed, like, feed me, Seymour, fantastic. Uh, Steve Martin gets a song about being a dentist called, uh, Be a Dentist. <laughs> Which is so over the top and ridiculous, I love it. And it has a show-stopping song called Suddenly Seymour, which is about... Audrey and Seymour realising they're in love. Audrey's been running away for stuff for her whole long. And then suddenly Seymour is standing beside her. It's, it's probably my favourite song from a musical. I'm not a musical expert, as has been well established. But I love that song so much. I've tried to find so many different versions of it. And recently I was talking about this online. And somebody shared... Uh, I've heard of it. Oh god, I can't remember the guy's name, but Audrey was being played by, uh... Oh, my god, I've just blanked on her surname. Uh, MJ... How can I blank on her surname? Oh my god. I literally just had it in my brain. Um... I don't ever check these things. I don't ever do... I don't ever check things. No! I can't remember her name. So I feel really bad about um MG Rodriguez, oh thank god. Uh who's in pose uh as, as a a black trans woman. Um you know, as most of the cast of Pose are, uh, which is kind of you know, that's part of why it's revolutionary. Um and she just nails it and it's a song about because Will Figgis Audrey's always been not accepted for as she is and running away and like sort of putting forward this false sense of womanhood into the world that she doesn't believe in but that she feels like she has to and that's always, a, that's always going to be a sort of universal sentiment but coming from a black trans woman it, blo it broke me. Uh, it's such an incredible performance. Uh, 
That was also on one of the Jimmys. That was on Corden. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I recommend Little Shop of Horrors. It's great. It feels kind of like I should. It feels like I should. I should watch more musicals. I think I enjoy them more than I think I do. Um, that's not other than like I saw the recording of Cats. I've never seen the film version of Cats. Uh, it feels like on the internet in twenty twenty. If you're talking about musicals, you can have. You have to vaguely mention the film adaptation of Cats, uh, which everything I've seen of it makes it look genuinely atrocious. Um, so, you know, it's not always a hit. Oh, and also I should probably shout out Buffy here for the music episode Once More Feeling in season six, which uh, I also regularly listen to the cast recording of, because of course I am. So, I don't know, maybe I am secretly a fan of musicals? I should watch more musicals. Somebody recommend me some musicals. <laughs> so yeah, um, stay safe, stay well, uh, stay at home unless you're going out to protests, in which case stay, stay safe apart applies to you so much more. Um, and, uh, if if a plant ever asks you asks you to feed it using using its using the human speech, I think you're allowed to not. Like that's what I'll say. You're allowed to not. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Mara Joy. Goodbye.